Glitter. RPG a day. Take over. Right. Well, I've only ever ridden horses a few times in my life, but those glorious moments are seared deeply into my memories. The feeling of this powerful creature's muscles bunching and doing exactly what it was born to do. The idea that horses permit us to share that with them is incredible. I always feel so grateful and humbled. And when you stand next to these beautiful and incredibly large creatures and you feel intimidated by the fact if they wanted to, they could trample you to bits in seconds. And then together you're galloping across fields, moving in unison, getting faster and faster and feeling more free than you could ever possibly have felt before. I've never understood how we first thought we could control them and harness them to our will. Imagine the arrogance of the first person who thought they would make good beasts of burden. But I am glad they've decided to stay friends with us, I guess. Before you ring me with tirades of bad trainers and stories of abuse, yes, I know I'm not unaware. I just know many people who aren't those people and manage to have an honest relationship full of mutual respect for this amazing creature. And I'm thankful to those people who have shared the relationship that they have built to help others like myself have an appreciation for how amazing it feels to share the ride with the wind on the back of such a powerhouse. I wish I had a real horse friend to run with, but, you know, short of being rich, that's just a dream. Or a daydream. Because, as a kid, I used to imagine myself riding all the time. When we rode anywhere, I would stare out the window and I would see myself racing along, like riding a horse alongside the car, leaping over fences, pulling daring maneuvers around poles. It was always the same black horse with white fetlocks and a stripe of white down its nose. I could see it so clearly that sometimes it felt real. And if I'm ever not driving, even now, I see it again sometimes. I see it so clearly just leaping the fences alongside. So when we, in RPG, get the opportunity to ride, the creatures that share themselves with me are more than just a fleeting passing thought. They are a chance to relive the memory and show my love. So expect me to make whatever creature I end up writing my best friend. <laughs> I do it every time and I make no apologies for it. Arrows cover the ground between Danfern and Kyra and she couldn't help but make a comparison to a field of burnt and petalless flowers. Danfern growls as his body begins to morph and grow that midnight black sparkling fur all over. He bares his teeth at her, saliva dripping from his jaws as he moves to pounce. She feels the animal in her raging to be let out and she gives in to the strength she feels within. She feels her jaw elongate and as the sense of blood around her heightens, she shivers in her fur feeling his commanding presence. She steps a foot forward to show she is not afraid and is surprised to see white fur with sparkling flecks of black coating her paw. The daylight that she casts now surrounds her, making her seem lit up in a halo of brightness. She looked up at the midnight wolf and felt the surprise echoed there in his eyes as he saw her and how she was his perfect opposite. 
and the recognition of what could have been made Kyra throw her head back and howl in sadness. But the pillar shook them out of their shock, and the arrows in the fire pelted down once more. Rolled. Okay, they rolled a five. Too tired to move, Kyra decided to trust in her destiny and stood in place. The arrows seemed to part around her like a curtain as she locked eyes with Danfern. Danfern's lightning storm continued to rage above his head and his black eyes were full of purple murderous flecks now. No shock left. He ran at her, jaws snapping. And with a 16 plus 5 to attack against an AC of 14, as they are now direwolves, his teeth grabbed onto the scruff of her neck, doing 11 damage as he latches on and tries to toss her to the ground. Kyra needs to roll a DC 13 strength save, or she's not prone five okay five again plus three that's not enough Danfern tosses Kyra to the ground and stands over her growling at her to stay stay down Kyra snarls from the ground and leaps at his throat in response okay no seriously what's with all the fives okay she rolls a five plus five not enough Danfern pushes off with his paws and she dives underneath his jaw, missing purchase. The ground underneath them shakes with the attacks of the army trying to defend Danfern and she knows it won't be long until the second pillar tumbles to the ground now. Projectiles fly once more and fly over them both as they roll a two. God, they're truly awful shots. I don't think they've rolled over a ten like once since the... No, since the very first shot. Anyway, Danfern attacks again with Kyra so close and with a 12 plus 5, his bite strikes her again. She can feel the teeth hit into the muscle by her ribcage as she howls in pain. Taking... Okay, only six damage, but managing to keep her feet underneath her this time. Kyra whips her head around to latch her, her teeth. But with a seven plus five, that's not enough. And her own movement pulls him out of her reach. And she whines in frustration. This time Danfern tries to nip at her back leg, going to incapacitate her. And with a ten plus five, he manages to dig his teeth in for nine damage but again she manages to wrestle her leg out of his bite limping now she feels the pillar underneath him tremble and a whole section of ground behind them tumbled away below she heard the cries of success as the soldiers below she waited for the arrows but they never came she guessed they had decided to focus their attention on the pillar together now that was not better news it was now or never and she had barely got a hit on him at all Danfern howled his pleasure to those fighting below and readied himself to spring at her again, rolling a 3 plus 5. But Kyra moves off at the last moment, throwing off his attack and rolling a 12 plus 5. Finally manages to sink her teeth into the fur on his neck, doing... Uh, much better 14 damage trying to throw him down with all of her might but he pants at her laughing through the pain as she tries to move the immovable and they feel the pillar tremble as he leaps again 
rolling a 12 plus 5 to connect for 10 more damage. Kyra screams as she feels his teeth connect and draw blood from her hide, and the pain was drowned out briefly by the uncontrollable itch that took over her body as she felt her jaw recede and her fingers stretch out of her paws as she reverted to her elven form she felt the bite mark sear into her skin again as she felt the remaining damage rip through her okay so dm jules here to explain that uh, when wild shape is brought down to zero hp you automatically revert to your normal form and you still take any remaining damage so kyra is now on 10 hp while dan fern still has 16 hp as a direwolf and 7 hp as himself so uh-oh she crouched she found herself holding tightly onto the staff and fighting the pain. She felt the rumble of the ground beneath her. Kyra leant on the staff and was tempted to pray again. But more, more could you say at this point other than goodbye? She reached out to Danfern as if to ward off the oncoming attack and realised that she still held on to sunshine. One more time, she thought, and she closed her eyes and drew everything she had left. She didn't want to do this. She could feel the hollow ache of the stupidness of this whole thing inside her, as strong as the pain that she felt all over, but she consoled herself with the fact it would be over soon, and she had tried. She sobbed as she sent another blast of sunlight, hurtling towards the darkness that was Danfern. He rolls a... Yeah, he rolls an eight plus one, unable to escape the speed of light he is struck with... I'm not even going to roll that. I'm just going to use D&D Beyond. Uh, thank you, D&D Beyond. Yep, there we go. Uh-huh. Yep, bouncy, 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 bouncy. Shit, yes. Okay, unable to escape the speed of light. He is struck by... It's, it's 68. That's why I didn't want to add it. Uh, 31 damage. Dan Fern howls in an agony as that is yep as the sunlight stares into his soul ripping him from his wolf form and he flung his arms wide and screamed at the sky as he burned so bright he, she could barely see before he tumbled unconscious to the ground Kyra tried to scramble to his side when she felt the ground lurch underneath her as the last pillar tumbled to the ground she was falling riding the pillar in its death throes to the ground and she watched Danfern's body tumble downwards beside her she screamed to Sylvanas to save him rolling a religion check of 17 and a persuasion check of 10 we'll see if that does anything later as she reached out but the ground reached her first as she slammed into the earth taking nine only nine okay nine damage but uh whew, leaving her with one hp beaten and broken and laying on the ground she saw the army standing around her as she struggled to get to her feet they stood open mouthed looking at their godlike leader dying on the pile of rocks and dirt next to her she opened her mouth to say sorry and found something else was waiting to be stared and said she might feel dead inside, but while she stood, she still had Veilfall to fight for. Lay 
down your weapons and your intentions. Destruction does not heal. I will fight for you if you tell me why you follow him. Silence fell over the cliff face as she saw the figures in front of her consider her words and how she looked. She watched as some saw, some decided that she was weak and no threat, some more unsure as they considered how much power it must have taken to beat Danfin, and others who looked almost relieved that they would no longer be required to do something they hadn't been sure of in the first place. She nodded to herself and knew one more demonstration would be needed. I will give those of you who wish a talk, a chance to talk, run now, to the temple in the glade. Those who wish to kill me can try. Those who know the value of life. And she paused to grasp her staff in both of her hands, spin it in her fingers and plant her legs apart, pointing the staff towards the group in front of her before f- continuing in a fierce growl. Those who want to live. Run! And she began to spin the staff in her hands faster and faster and the green stone flashed bright at the edges of the spinning circle as the centre grew hot. She saw more than half of the force drop their weapons and turn to do as she is instructed without a second's hesitation. The rest took a stance in opposition to her and prepared to attack. She heard someone call out, You wouldn't! She's the Star Mark Destroyer. The prophetess said she would burn it all down. She could hear murmurs of variations on the scene run through the crowd in front of her as they gathered their confidence again. She continued to spin the star, light streaking in circles and green and red sparks flying off to the sides as it spun impossibly fast. She replied, I would never. They were wrong. See, called another voice, she even says she won't. The trees will protect us. She won't burn them. There were cheers as they built themselves up. They moved another step forward towards her. Kyra sighed heavily and hardened her heart while she spun. That's how it must be then. I wish you had run. And bursting out from the centre of her staff, flames rushed as if alive to take over the ground underneath where they all stood. They roll a deck save. Shit, yes, of seven plus two. Not enough as she does seven d10 damage to each and every fighter in that field and again i'm not gonna roll that i'm not gonna roll that okay Okay. yep bouncy 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 holy crap that's a 32 the same flames seared the figures where they stood and she listened to every scream of pain as the green tinged flames ravaged the entire field without harming a single blade of grass or leaf in the trees she stayed until the cliff top was silent and strewn with ash blowing about and she dropped to her knees beside dan fern she wanted to heal him to bring him back so badly but she knew he was full of hate and darkness and he wouldn't be grateful she only wished that wherever he was now he was finally feeling like he was at home after several moments, Kyra wrapped her hands around herself and healed herself. For... Okay, yep, 32. <laughs> Apparently that's a number. Uh, stood feeling shaky, but better. 
There was a short figure standing at the top of the path, staring at the ground beneath the trees and the ash that coated it. As Kyra approached, they stepped back, hands raised in fear. Kyra was too tired to convince them that she was no threat anymore. She stopped walking and waited. The gnome looked up at Kyra with tears in her eyes and she whispered, I don't know how to stop them. I'm so sorry. Kyra, confused, asked, stop what? The gnome replied urgently, I made them, the bombs, the, you know, so much fire, but he fused them with magic. They burst inwards now and they suck into blackness. I didn't know, I just like tinkering. If I had known, I never would have... A whisper of a memory flitted through Kyra's mind. The words, they're already dead. She grabbed the gnome to stop the talking. Do you know where they are? The gnome licked her lips and nodded. Where? Kyra yelled desperately. Vale fall. The fire will rage and crumble the city to dust. Kyra glanced towards Vale fall and she knew where they were. She turned to the gnome and said hopelessly, they're under the city, aren't they? The gnome started at her guess. He said he would show them, show them what it was like to be swallowed by darkness. Kyra stared at the castle. Close enough to see it, though it may as well be in another world right now with no way to get there. She started running from the path that led down to the ravine. She had remembered seeing. She hoped they were still there. Thanks for joining me in this Jewels from NZ RPG A Day Takeover Special. I hope you're enjoying our improvised D&D 5e story. Tune in tomorrow for our next prompt. Thanks to my gems, KP, Bobby, Shell, Scott, Glenn, James, and Jason. And a big thanks to everyone listening. I don't know if it was Aotearoa New Zealand or roleplay games that brought you here, but I'm super glad that you've stopped by. We'll be back to New Zealand episodes in September because August is for RPG. Enohora, kakite anō. Goodbye, and see you again soon. Mwah!